Hello all, this is JC3 from Is This Real? Do you want to start your own podcast? Then look no further than Buzzsprout.com. We here at Green Hour Media use Buzzsprout, and we love the team at Buzzsprout. They are all about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Follow the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It gets you a $20 paid Amazon gift card if you sign up with a paid plan and help support our show. Join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout.com to get your message out to the world. Keith Winsakale Studios in Patterson, New Jersey. Green Hour Meter proudly presents Is This Real? Tonight, the 9-11 attacks. What happened? Was it real? Was it staged? We're going to find out. And now your host, JC3. Welcome, 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 everybody, to our 9-11 episode uh, thank you, Dad, for that intro. Even though today is well, we're recording on nine nine, and we're going to be posting on nine twelve. Um, our, this is our nine eleven episode, and we're going to be talking about nine eleven and the events of that day, and whether or not those those events are what they perceive to be. Um, I'm your host, Joe JC three, if you will. Uh, we have Dad, Big Joe over there. Say hello to everybody, Dad. Hello, and welcome to the program. Uh, Mr. West, Mr. West in the building. Bush did 9-11. Okay, we're just going to start it off right there. Right there. And then Roblox. 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 Roblox, you are back in the booth. Hi, Rody. We missed you. Are you that excited that you actually fucked up my nickname? I did. <laughs> All right, well... Whatever. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Are you happy to be back in the booth? Yes, I am. Absolutely. All right. Um, <laughs> even though you were blackout drunk in Puerto Rico. but you know. I wasn't blackout. All right. Okay. So, 9-11. Big, big um, event that happened in all of our, you know, all, all of our uh, uh, live lives. Whatever the hell you want to call that. Lives. Lives. Yes. Um, Dad, you, you've you been alive for a couple big events. You're that old. Um, wow. And, <laughs> and um, you could just you could just feel the, the tension that he's like, wow. Eric and cool. I, that was our first, I think, besides, because I, I don't remember Columbine. Do you remember Columbine? No. No, we were like baby babies for Columbine. Columbine was. Do the, you remember Columbine? Was Columbine the high school? Yeah, where the the guys climbed up the clock clap, uh, clock the, the, the clock tower. No, that wasn't the Columbine asshole. No, that's, oh. that's DC. No, apparently you have missed the big events. Yes, I did. I remember nine eleven though. I do remember nine eleven too. So I'm gonna go through the official timeline, uh, hour minute to what happened that day. And then we're going to talk about uh, what we remember. For Don't that miss day. anything, because I'll call your ass out. I'm going to be reading from oh, what is okay. right here. All okay. right, that's all it. Right. At least I'm going to be try to read. Try to read. Well, okay, you're going to be try to read. Yes. We got you. All right. So at eight o'clock, uh, eight o'clock in the morning on September 11th, Tuesday, September 11th, uh, President Bush receives his daily intelligence briefing. There is no mention in the report of Osama bin Laden or Al Qaeda. At eight fourteen. Mathematician and entrepreneur Daniel Lewin becomes the first victim of the attacks after being fatally stabbed by the hijacker. At 8.19, flight attendant Betty Ong becomes the first person to alert authorities 
to the hijackings. Um, and that all those things happened on flight 175. At 8.20, an accidental transmission is received from flight 11, confirming suspicions that the flight had been hijacked. And the transmission says, nobody move, everything will be okay. If you try to make any moves, you'll endanger yourself and the airplane. I am the captain now. Just stay, we're making jokes already. Just stay quiet. So 8.30 passes by, and then at 8.46 a.m., flight 11 crashes into the north face of the North Tower. The FDNY uh, Manhattan Fire Dispatch Office is immediately notified of the crash by firefighters investigating a gas leak nearby. At 8.49, the first report of an incident at World Trade Center crosses the AP Newswire, uh, which would be Associate uh, Associate Press. Associated uh, Press. Whatever. Moments later, numerous cable news outlets cut away from programming to cover the story. At 8.55, President Bush, who is visiting a Florida elementary school, is informed that a small uh, twin-engine plane has crashed into the uh, World Trade Center. At 9 o'clock passes by the 9.03, the Flight 175 crashes into the south face of the tower, of the south tower. Uh, because uh, cable news outlets covered the incident so quickly, millions of people witnessed the second plane strike in the South Tower in real time. 9.05 a.m., President Bush is about, to, uh, is about to begin reading the pet goat to students when Chief of Staff Andrew Card interrupts the news of the second plane impact. Uh, he said a second plane hit the second tower. America is under attack, where Bush was actually reading the book upside down. But that's Bush himself. Uh, so wait, what? He was reading a book upside down. Yes, the the book he was reading. The book he was reading was a book. It was a children's book entitled "My Pet Goat," and it was upside down. And it was upside down. But he really wasn't reading it. It was a photo op. But the moron didn't realize it was upside down. But anyway, that's another story. At nine thirteen, F fifteen fighters leave military airspace near Long Island, bound for Manhattan. At 9.21, all bridges and tunnels into Manhattan are closed. At 9.26, uh, hold on. At 9.26, the FAA bans takeoffs of civilian aircrafts. 9.30 passes. At 9.37, Flight 77 crashes into the west uh, western side of the Pentagon. At 9.41, the falling man photograph is taken. That's where, you know, on the side of the thing. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Eric, if you ever saw that photo? The wait, people jumping out of the building? Yeah, the one guy falling off the side of the building. That's what There were taken. several that did that because they were above the impact. And, and they, there were, was, they weren't getting out. They weren't able to access the staircase. Mm-hmm. Everything was still hot. There were some fires. Not as much as they want to tell you, but there was some. Uh, so at mm. 945, U.S. airspace is shut down. All operating aircrafts are ordered to land at the nearest airport. Evacuations take place at the Capitol Building and White House. At 9.57, both at the exact same times apparently, President Bush leaves Sarasota, Florida on Air Force One and passengers aboard Flight 93 uh, fight back against the hijackers in an attempt to take control of the plane. Uh, At 9.59, the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. The tower collapsed 56 minutes after impact of Flight 175. At 10.03, Flight 93 crashes in 
a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania, after fighting between passengers and hijackers. The 9-11 Commission believed that uh, that Flight 93's target was either the Capitol Building or the White House in Washington, D.C. At 10.20, President Bush aboard... Isn't that the, isn't that the same thing, the Capitol Building? No, no, the Capitol Building and the White House are not the same thing. Okay. At 10.20... Okay. President Bush aboard Air Force One tells VP Cheney that he has authorized a shootdown of aircrafts if necessary. At 1028, the North Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. The tower collapsed one hour and 42 minutes after uh, the impact of Flight 11. At 1050, a portion of the Pentagon, uh, Pentagon collapses due to fire. At 10.53, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld orders the U.S. military placed on DEFCON 3 for the first time since 1973's Yom Kippur War. At 11.02, Mayor Rudy, uh, Rudolph Giuliani urges the public to evacuate lower Manhattan. And at 12.15, the airspace over the continuous United States is clear of all continuous... Uh, Whatever the hell that word is. Contiguous. Contiguous. Yes, I said that correctly. Uh, United States is clear of all commercial and private flights. Civilian air traffic wouldn't resume for three days. Now, I know this doesn't have the uh, Building 7 uh, falling, and I don't know what time that was, Dad. Excuse me? I didn't quite understand. Building 7. Uh, World Trade Center Building Seven, Six, Seven. Which one was it? it? Was Building Seven? Building Seven was solid. Was the Solomon Brothers Building? Yeah. What time did that collapse? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't know. I, I know it collapsed around five forty-five yeah. that night. Problem, it doesn't have that on this list. The problem with that, I, look, I, don't, I know we're not supposed to get into this, but you, you just can't help this at some point. The Solomon Brothers Building was actually located between the Verizon Building and the Post Office, right across the street. It fell in its own footprint. Wasn't it? It had a small fire in it, and that was the only thing that was going on. However, that was also the same thing that that was that building housed a lot of stuff for the FBI, like the evidence for the dot com scandals that were going on at the time. A lot of other evidence that was going <clears throat> going excuse me that was going on at the time. Um, there's no way it should have collapsed at all. Wasn't, but wasn't we'll the save mi- that for the end of the show for when we oh. get to that point. Yeah, never mind. Um, so. That was the official timeline uh, of at least the morning of nine. I find it ironic that it's not in the official timeline. Oh well, it's again. I guess they stopped it at. Well, I thought it was one o'clock in the morning, but it was only one o'clock in the afternoon. So they stopped it at one o'clock in the afternoon. That's a very important part of this entire scenario. Okay. Again, I'm just getting that from this website. It's right. visualcapitalist.com. Um. So both uh, the North Tower Flight 11 crashed between floors 93 and 99, and on the South Tower Flight 175 crashed between seven, floors 77 and 85. So that's what six or seven floors, give or take, like ten story, like a story. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to talk about where our mindsets were. Now, me and Eric were both very young at this point. I, uh, you were just starting high school, right, Roblox? No, I. We'll be back after a quick break. 
I'm Howard Dory. And I'm Jess Dory. And we host Plotting Through the Presidents. We take deeply researched, deeply irreverent dives into the myths, mysteries, and scandals of the men and women who shaped America. Join us as we dive deep into topics like... The undeniable ribs of Aaron Burr. The what now? And the odd feeding habits of everyone's favorite founder... John John Adams? Adams. Subscribe and follow Plotting Through the Presidents now to plot along with us. Find out more at plodpod.com. I'm correct. I think I was in eighth grade. Around that time. I think I was like, I think we were like first or second grade. Well, I was in first grade. I know for a fact I was in first grade. We were like, yeah, we were six. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, first grade. Um, I'll tell you what I what I remember from that day. Um, I was in school, and it was just a normal day. And what I remember most about 9-11 is um, Sister Joanne brought us into the, um, the, the whatchamacallit? The, the auditorium. The, the, audit- yeah. the gym, the auditorium. And um, we were all there. We brought our book bags and everything like that. And um, uh, the, uh, Father George was there, and he was just talking about how something happened in New York, something bad happened in New York, and we we would be picked up by our parents, um, and we were all just waiting for our parents. Like I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I, I remember Sister Joanne and how she looked. She was pale, and Father George looked worried, and all the teachers looked worried. But again, I'm six years old. Like I didn't, I didn't fucking know what was happening. No word. Like, I was just sitting there like, oh, okay, I'm going home early today. Like it's facts. Yeah. And then when we got, I remember you picking us up, and I remember you were extremely worried. And then you were explaining that to Amanda and Anthony, and you guys are going to laugh at me. But when we got back home to Mama's house, um, the only thing I remember worrying about is going for getting snacks. You know, it's funny because, like, me and you were, like, kind of on the same mindset as kids because I remember being in class – and then a teacher saying, okay, um, class, the school's ending early today. Your parents are coming to pick you up. And then I remember my mom pick, picking me up. And I went to school in Clifton. So we were on like a, on a hill. Mm-hmm. And where you got to go uh, get picked up from your parents, you had to go like up a little street. And then you just pretty much see all the, sky, uh, the, the skyline of New York. But from what I remember that day, like I remember like a lot of smoke coming from the city. Like I remember seeing all, a lot of fucking smoke. Yeah, I remember seeing it from. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been in Mama's Sun Porch. Um, Never stepped foot in the house. Have you were in the Sun Porch? I think once. But if you if you go into the Sun Porch from the back window, you could see the skyline kind of, especially during September because it was early September, like now. And well, it was leaves, a crystal clear day. I mean, there was no yeah, clouds and, in the and, sky. But the, also the leaves were were on the big tree over here. The big tree wasn't as big as it is now, and the leaves were kind of falling off. You could see the smoke in the, in the sky. Um, I remember playing. I remember like being excited that I got home from school early and watching Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Rody, I don't know how any of you guys were excited. I was fucking terrified. I was six. Yeah, I was six too, bro. Like, yeah, I didn't well, know what the fuck was happening. Okay, first of all, let me finish my statement. Obviously, I can understand that because you guys are like, fuck it, I'm going home. That's not the case when you're 13 and you're in eighth grade and you're staring out the window of your history class. Literally. If you go to school five, I believe it was. My history class, I was sitting towards the blackboard, and all I had to do was look left and look out the window, and there was nothing but just dark clouds just emanating from one spot. I didn't have a single fucking clue what was going on. 
I was just sitting there doing something. I can't remember what I was, but I remember the teacher. This is probably going to sound a little racist, but he was like an older Italian guy, like legit to me. At least he seemed that way. And from what I remember, the next thing you know, he just, we were just sitting there minor business doing work. And he got up and then just walked straight out the class. And then a couple of minutes later, he says, uh, guys, your parents are here to pick you up, whatever, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I look out the window and I see nothing but smoke coming from there. Because I don't know if you know this, from school five and the back of the building, you can see straight towards New York. In Patterson? Yeah, right here. Mm-hmm. By, no, the, by the laundry? No, 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 right, right over here. Because school five is actually on a hill. And you could literally see. It's right by Hinchcliffe Stadium. Yeah. Maple Avenue over there. Yeah. Uh, and okay. you see literally everything. Yeah. Actually, on Toto Ave. Yeah. And mind you, I was okay. in eighth grade. So at least for us, eighth grade classes were towards the top floor, which I believe was the third, maybe fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so just looking out, you can see the entire New York City like skyline of buildings and stuff like that. Oh, shit. So. I, like I said, I was terrified. My father comes and actually picks me up, and I had no idea what was going on. That All I saw was smoke. Like, I was completely lost. My father takes me home, and then I believe my mother picked up my sister, but I was home watching the TV, and I was just completely speechless because I had no idea what was going on. I saw the footage. I think I even vaguely remember seeing, at one point, the second building get hit. It's very vague. I don't really recall it like per se um but i think i might have seen it and i just remember being terrified that day that's literally all i can remember yeah um what i remember that day i was at work and uh it's kind of still hard to think about this shit but anyway um i remember my wife called and she said, you, did you see what's going on in New York? I'm like, you know, at that time we were listening to radio or tapes or discs or whatever. I said, no, I, I didn't. She goes, the um, the Twin Towers were on fire. or One of the towers was, they think it was hit by a plane. So <clears throat> I remember distinctly going over to the thing and I'm telling the guys in the shop. And they said, put it on the news. We put the news on. At that, of course, at that point, you know, you only had, you know, a couple of news stations. So we put on CBS FM or whatever it was. And um, sure enough, there it was. And we're listening to it, and not even five minutes until we're listening to it, the second plane hit. And we were, we were, we were, you know, throwing around ideas about the first. Well, it could be terrorism, but, you know, because what happened in ni- 1993, which was terrorism, but they tried to blow the building up. So we didn't really think much of it. But when the second plane hit, you could hear a pin drop in the shop. There were seven of us standing around looking at each other. And it, what I remember from that day, it was almost like bang, bang, bang. Reports of bombs at the, bombs now, they, they thought there was bombs at the Capitol. Okay. Nobody knows for sure what's going on. The news reporters are all over the place. And I remember we were all really, really frightened. Now I'm, I'm, now I'm thinking I got, you know, I got my kids in school and I got to get out of here. Because um, we don't know. To make a long story short, the, the Pentagon got hit. And then I remember I looked at my boss. I looked at my best friend at the time, Carl. He was there. And I said, I, I said, Carl, I, I said, I got to go. I said, I suggest you guys get out of here too because we don't know what's happening. You know, we could be under attack. And if I want to die, I want to die with my family. And I, all I remember is I went to him. I blew him a kiss. I said to him, I'm out of here. I got to go. Yeah. And I went down to 
turn on the radio. I'm calling my wife. She's at, she was working at the um, Wayne General at the time. So to get through to Which her is was kind of St. tough. Joe's. Yeah, Wayne General, St. Joe's, whatever. Yeah. And I remember I got to the school and Father George opened the door in tears. And and then I lost it. And I'm like, I'm like he goes, take them home. Try to keep them away from the TV. He says, and just pray. I'm like, okay. So I, when I walk, I walked into my parents' house at the time. My father was up in arms. My mother was shaken. Um, we settled in there. And then I remember basically arguing with my wife. They wouldn't let her leave because she's working in a hospital. I'm like, no, you're going to be leaving because if something's happening, I want us all together. And now the reason for that is because Wayne General's on standby for any like backtrack. Exactly, from New York, you right? know, you're right. But it's nice that they're on on, on 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 standby, and it's nice that you know that's their job. But she wasn't a nurse; she wasn't. She was in an administration. So I, I insisted that she came home, and then she called me back. She goes, "They're letting us out because I was on my way up there, and this wasn't going to fly with me." Anyway. They let us out, and then, you know, that's what I remember from that day. But it was the most thing I remember from that day is one thing after another after another. And on th- time like that, you never get the right reports first. It's always always something. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I remember from that day and that time and, you know, moment in time. All right. So um, we're going to take a short little break real quick. And uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the events in New York and a little questions about uh, the events in New York. So we'll be right back. Did you know there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand in every single beach on the planet? There are also a billion cups, but not like an Is This Real Cup that you can get on www.greenarrowmedia.org. And welcome back for more short little break. Um, so we're going to get right into talking about uh, the World Trade Center and uh, Building 7, obviously, you know, building the North Building, the South Building, and Building 7, and a couple of other different little things that happened during uh, that day in New York. Um, so, Dad, you want to start us off? Because I know you have a lot in your mind. I know you have more, probably more time about talking about 9-11 than all three of us in the booth combined. What was exactly would you like to know? What was in the buildings, or what would you now? Now you had the North Tower and you had the South Tower. Yeah, but weren't they just like actual they were they were off, they were office buildings. Um, yes, they held a lot of. And now this is where again this is where you're going to get into the conspiracy part of it. Fine, just they, you know what? Just just go for it, and we'll completely well, go through the, all the of it. The buildings actually housed a lot of financial companies. You know. Um, like hedge funds and stuff? Yeah, stuff like that. And, you know, there was um, Morgan Stanley was there. Okay. There was a lot of other smaller ones, but there was a lot of, you know, major ones as well. And what happens on something like that, all these hard drives that they had in these buildings seem to have gotten damaged. They were brought to places to fix and they never were fixed. The FBI says... They, that this never happened. It never. These hard drives were never found. They were found. Okay, but that, that's another thing. That's that's for another day. The Solomon Brothers Building, which was across the street, like I said earlier, between the Verizon Center and I forgot what the other one was. Anyway, 
this one this building housed the Office of Emergency Management for New York City, a bunker that Rudy Giuliani just built. Okay, it wasn't hit by anything. It wasn't hit by a plane. It wasn't hit by fire. It wasn't hit by nothing. There's a small fire, I think, on the third floor. It was all debris from the okay. towers itself. Okay, debris believe. from the towers. That's what they're telling you. Okay, but I got a question for you. On the north side, I believe it's the north side of the tower, across the street, you have a hotel. It's called the Millennium Hotel. Mm-hmm. Solid glass. One pane came out. So where the debris didn't break all that glass, but somehow the debris created a small fire in Building Seven, and that collapsed later on in the day. However, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of um, a funny story with that. Um, the BBC had a video, live video, around I don't know, just about 20 minutes before the building collapsed, and. They're reading on on air, and you can look this up. They're reading. They're telling I'm everybody at it right now. They're telling everybody that Building Seven has just collapsed. When clearly in the background, there's Building Seven. It didn't collapse. Okay, so as you know, we do. So they're reading something that. Yeah. So so as as we do in this in this show, I want to talk about uh, how you know you know the conspiracy theory and people who try to debunk the conspiracy theory because I love talking about that shit. So I have uh, the BBC website right now talking about conspiracy theories about 9-11. They have uh, that specific uh, segment that you're talking about. He goes, uh, the fact that the collapse of seven World Trade Center was announced in a live report by BBC News correspondent Jane Stanley while it was still visibly standing behind her, has been cited as conspiracy- by conspiracy theorists as evidence major media organizations were part of the inside plot. Uh, the Reuters news agency had mistakenly reported the re- collapse of the building, which was also picked up by CNN just before the live report. Reuters later issued a correction, but the clip's report uh, continued to go, uh, go viral in the days leading up to the 9-11 anniversary. So basically, it was a mistake that they said that they they did. It wasn't it wasn't planned. They said BBC. It was a mistake that uh, the it collapsed. Okay, that, are was they saying mistake. that it, it was, collapsed? It was a mistake that it, the building collapsed. No, that, they're saying that them reporting it was a mistake. They mistakenly that it collapsed. said it was Building Seven when Building Seven was still behind them. But yeah. did no other buildings collapse that night? Yeah, they were very specific when they said. I've read the seen the report many times. They're bullshitting you when when they they clearly said the Solomon Brothers building, Building Seven, has collapsed and it's right here. That's not a mistake. So I, I'm gonna put the, the the photo up on the video, but that's the chick saying it and it says the 47 story Solomon Brothers building close to the World Trade Center has also collapsed. That's World Trade Center Seven right there. And it's right behind her. It's they're saying basically there was a mistake that they I'm, put I'm, it up there. I'm sorry, that's not that's not a mistake. If and someone if someone had the time to write out that report and write out clearly, it was on what, the lower third too. What what they were gonna what they were gonna say for that girl? What she was supposed to say? That wasn't no mistake, bro. I can just tell you right now that ain't no mistake. We, we've done we've done video production. You know that wasn't a mistake. Oh, I know for a fact. Someone actually had to write it out there, and whoever. To me, that's it's fucking retarded for the BBC to even oh, excuse me, Cajun, for even the BBC to to do that because, as far as you know, we know in video production, you really would have to know your shit, 
and actually look at the live video and see that Building Seven is standing right there. And why would you? Why would you even put that up? Knowing it's, it makes no sense. Why would you put that on a teleprompter for her to read if it's right there? And clear even on as the day? It's, it's it's even on the lower third though. It's not just the teleprompter. It's on the actual news program on the lower third, of, like where it says live broadcast. Oh, it like says, where, like where it says like like breaking news and stuff. Yeah, like that? it says the forty-seven story Solomon Brothers building close to the World Trade Center has also collapsed, and it's literally right behind her. So, what other buildings were damaged? Uh, well, the buildings, the other buildings that were damaged, they had a hotel underneath it, and they were right under it. So when this thing does, because these buildings do collapse, it's not a case of debris is going everywhere. They're collapsing on these buildings. There was like, I guess, about six or other whatever buildings underneath it, you know, alongside of it. It was a huge complex. Didn't you say there was a mint there too or something? No, the mint was across the street. The U.S. mint, not a mint, I'm sorry. The U.S. Treasury was across the street. You had the Verizon building, Solomon's Brothers building, uh, the post office. Then across the street, I believe that's Vesey Street, I'm not sure. Across the street, they were the... the, um, the, um, the Treasury? The Treasury was right there with... The same that the, underneath was the one that housed all the gold for all the countries. I love all this. Shit, wasn't man. the um, wasn't Bank of America right next to it too, or something like that? No, the Deutsche the, the Deutsche Bank was right next to it too. Deutsche. We'll get to the Deutsche Bank in a little while. Um, I want to get back to Building Seven real quick because, but none of, but not to cut you off, but none of those buildings got any damage from no. the debris. No, just the one right in the middle that housed all the evidence and all the important stuff. All the important stuff uh, somehow, so, co- coincidentally. Yeah. But they won't tell you. They'll, they'll, they'll sit there and tell you all kinds of bullshit about that. So, but God. Um, it says it was talking. Now about, I'm fucking fired up. <laughs> now, now they're talking about Building Seven more. It says the collapse of World Trade Center Seven, a 47-story skyscraper in the vicinity of the Twin Towers, has attracted many conspiracy theories, some of which were trending on major social networks on last year's 9/11 anniversary. This building's containing offices of the CIA, Department of Defense, and the Office of Emergency uh, Emergency Management collapsed hours after Twin Towers without being hit by a plane or directly targeted. But in 2008, <laughs> sorry, a three-year investigation by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Right, NIDS. Conclu- that does spell NIDS. <laughs> um, NIST. It, it concluded... It had collapsed because of intense and uncontrolled fire. Bullshit. Lasting for nearly seven hours, started by debris from the fall of the nearby North Tower. I don't Tower. care. That's, that's, so hold, hold up, bro. That's, that, that's so Wait, much cap, bro. That's hold so on, much cap. World Trade Center 7 was the first tower of its, uh, of its to- kind to collapse because of a fire. But in 2017, the Plasco Tower in the Iranian capital... Tehran became the second. Yeah. Well, let's go a little further down the road. The Deutsche Bank, which was right there, later on, burned for an umpteen amount of time. And it was a steel structure, steel and cement. It never came down. So let's cut the bullshit. So let's have it. Hold on. On this day, you had two buildings, 110 stories apiece, decide to come down the first time ever. Then Building 7 gets hit by basically a firecracker, okay? And that comes down in its own footprint. Another one of these miracles. Another one of these... Coincidences. Impo- coincidences that can only happen to it's us in the miracle. United States. Well, here's, Get the fuck okay, out of so here. So let's, let's move to the uh, North and oh, South Tower. Um, because 
One of the major claims about the North and South Tower uh, was that the jet fuel and the fires inside the building caused the collapse of the tower. Bullshit. That doesn't make that doesn't make any type of sense Hold right on. there, bro. Uh, it said a claim widely shared online: jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. Suggests the World Trade Center's twin towers were demolished by explosives. But according, I know you're ready for this. But no, according, uh, according to a fi- to an official report. Crashed planes considerably damaged support columns of both towers and dislodged fireproofing. Bro, no. Additionally, the fires reached up to 1,000 degrees Celsius in some areas, causing the steel beams to warp and eventual... the eventual no, collapse of the buildings. Bro, now, bro, wait. they are on the ninety-something fucking floor. <laughs> it doesn't pancake on top of each other from hold, that high. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. So, um, again, NIST, uh, NIST or NIDS? NIST, NIST, NIST. NIST. The National Institute for Science and Technology. They work for the government. Concluded the. Wait, hold on. Aren't those the same people looking into the fucking Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch? Oh, it's NIDS. 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 Oh, they okay. Uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology concluded the accepted version was more than su- uh, sufficient to explain the collapse of the building. Fuck that. NIST and many scientists refused to debate conspiracy, th- uh, conspiracy theorists because they feel it would give those theories okay. unwarranted credibility. Time out. Time out. When you say this, and this is what they, they say this with a straight face. Okay. They refuse to debate anybody else. but Of course they do. Of course they do. Bro, because they know that we write. All right. You have college professors, emeritus at the colleges all through this country, pilots, engineers. You have all of these people that are telling you right to your face, this does not happen like this. Construction demolition experts. Okay. But, they, they, but NIST is supposed to be the one that we're going to listen to well, because they don't want to debate. There's more. Fuck you, NIST. There's more. Hold on. And suck my dick. Um... As a result, NIST said that it did sorry, not Josh. perform any tests for the residue of explosive compounds of any kind they didn't, on the debris. They, they did not they perform did, any. So they're trying to tell me after thorough investigation and years, three years of investigative study, that they did not test not a single ounce of soil or debris from that shit? For explosive compounds. That is, oh my. Wait, That's soon, also bullshit, but go ahead. Okay. Soon after, okay. the, well, uh, at least NIST didn't. I don't know if anybody else did. I think him and I are going to have a fucking stroke tonight. Uh, really soon after the day <laughs> of the attacks, major uh, media sources published that the towers had collapsed due to heat melting the steel. The erroneous claim that the combustion temperature of jet fuel could not melt steel Mm-mm. contributed to the belief that among skeptics that the towers would not have collapsed without external interference. The basic claim is false because the combustion temperature of kerosene, which is jet fuel, is in fact more than 500 degrees Celsius higher than the melting point of structural steel. That's bullshit. Which is 2,093 degrees Celsius versus less than 1,539 degrees Celsius. Okay. Okay. So I just have this one question. If we're talking about a building, 200 something stories or whatever the F... How tall that shit is? 110. Also close to 40 years old. 40 years old for uh, 110 110 stories. That were built when they were built. They were designed to take the impact of a 747, the biggest plane of the day. And hurricanes. Okay, and hurricanes. So I don't want to hear about 40 years. Go ahead. 
bro, it just doesn't make any fucking sense because if it's hit from the 70th floor or something like that. Now, if everything that you're telling me right now, if all of that is really true, then that shit should have pancaked from the top of the building just to that floor for where that impact was. Maybe just a little bit more. But, bro, that shit went well, boof from the bottom. If, it started if, yeah, from the fucking I, I, bottom, bro. I agree with you. I and mean, we'll, get, we'll get more into that video of the towers collapsing. I just want to talk about also when they did collapse, if they're saying that it melted and it basically bent the steels or it warped it, it warped the steels, then the top of the towers would have went this way and fell and caused a lot more fucking damage in the area. Like a like a timber tree. Yeah. And just would have went. Just just to clarify something here. The entire two buildings, the two buildings were pulverized the concrete and steel were pulverized now listen people out there listen pulverized okay now noun it means to completely obliterate without any degree of uh evidence obliterate that does not happen when something's pancaking if i drop this and it hits it it might put a dent in it Okay, even if there's stupid fucking theory, and it is a theory that has not been proven, even if that was the case, you would have had large chunks of debris. But this did not happen. The concrete was pulverized. The steel was pulverized. Okay, so I'm sorry, Mist, but you're full of shit. I can't. Okay, agree. I can't agree with that. All right, all right. All right. Uh-huh. I just, Joshua, you've been very quiet. Very quiet. You're like me right now. Because yeah. I don't have to say anything. They're saying everything for me. <laughs> what more do you want me to say? Well, there's a lot more. There's a I lot really, more. I really, I, I wanna, meant me specifically. I want to get, uh, now again, this, this episode may take a little while to get through, and we apologize for the length, but there's a lot to cover. All right, so there's, there's, there's got to be us sitting here talking between very long, uh, break periods. Um, but, Joshua, I, I I do want to hear like your your opinion on because you're you're I know they're saying a lot and this is more animated side of Mr. West that we've gotten so far yeah. and I'm really enjoying it, um but you know it just this, makes your blood boil man because it's just like uh, what, what is, it's like you're, they're just lying to your fucking face and like motherfuckers is really like dumb I'm sorry but like motherfuckers is really dumb enough to really believe that shit bro well the I, like, only no offense to anybody out there that's a dumb motherfucker but, but still though what <laughs> one thing thanks Eric you just killed that. One thing that 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 I I just want people to, uh, you know to know, and I will explain more of this later. At, you know, after we talk about all the shit. But as you entered, you said Bush did nine eleven. That didn't happen that way, my friend. And I will explain that later. What? But uh, that uh, did not happen that way. What? Okay. But uh, yeah, Brody, come on, come on, say something, say something, say something. All baby. I have to say is is that. It's it's really weird how they're trying to give you an official story and stuff like that of what happened when a lot of the footage was obviously live and everyone saw what happened. And yes, 747 is a really huge ass fucking plane. Um, matter of fact, I believe I was just on one this past week. I don't think those 747 hit the towers so. though. No, it was Seven, a, they were smaller, right? 737, yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Um, They're still in the seven range, so it's like you know, it's still say, up yeah, there. Yeah, All re- sevens. Yeah, regardless, Shh. they're planes Jack with ass. a good amount of passengers, and yes, those planes can be considered huge. But I really, really, really doubt that a plane colliding with a building like that could cause 
that much damage? I can't. And I'll tell and you proceed why. proceed to make a building collapse from the bottom, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, I And destroy another to, building yeah, several, I, several hours later. Yeah, just the way, way it hit, the way it everything like that. I can imagine there being a giant fucking hole in the side of both of those buildings mm-hmm. if the planes hit. Well, they did hit. Um, Rest in peace to all the people. Yes, definitely. Well, that goes without saying. We're not going to criticize the people that lost their lives. I mean, we saw live footage of people jumping for crying out loud, um, which was terrifying, to be honest. But just I don't see it happening the way they say. Because even with the footage staring in your face, showing you what happened that day, it just it's it's been stuck in my brain ever since. If there's one thing you're going to take out of all of this, follow this. An airplane is made out of lightweight aluminum, okay? Yeah. The hardest thing on an airplane is the engines, which normally are made. They're Rolls-Royce engines, and they're made out of titanium steel, which is basically indestructible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't titanium like the, the titanium's like the hardest metal? Exactly. I thought the black box was the hardest thing on the plane. No. Titanium's the, the, the hardest metal. One of the engines was found, I forgot which one it was, was found a couple blocks down the street. Now... You had to now we're gonna go I'm gonna take this a little further. You had supposedly Muhammad Atta, you had the other guys that were driving the plane, whatever you want to whatever, give them any name you want. These buildings were made of steel reinforced concrete. Yeah. Okay. The out of all this explosion, they're telling you the towers burn for this and they burn for that at, at an astronomical thing. And they wanted that on this day, the jet fuel burned higher than ever and everything was destroyed in its past path. Then how come they want you to believe a couple blocks down the street, somehow out of the same burning buildings and burning planes, Muhammad Atta's passport was found on the street. Isn't, that's a fact. That's the hijacker, one of the hijackers, that's right? That's the hijacker for flight. Hijacker, I believe yes. it was flight 77. I'm, I'm not sure which one. Okay. So explain to me how buildings are being destroyed, fires are taking down concrete. This is happening, that's happening, but a paper passport goes through all of that, jumps out of his luggage, flies through the air, <laughs> and winds up. A couple of blocks on the street where somebody just happens to find it. uh, Maybe the building should have been made out of that fucking same paper. Okay. That's... Okay, so we are going to cut to a break in in, in a couple minutes, um, but there are a couple things I do want to get past. Um, So the black boxes, were they ever found? The black boxes were mysteriously said that they were not found. Wait, what, what, what are black boxes? Black boxes is the recording of the flight. Everything that goes on with a flight is recorded in the black boxes. The black boxes protect um, the conversations. They, they record everything that goes on, the altitude, the everything it's the like plane a da- does. It's like a, da- it's like a, da- a database. It's a data thing, but it's, da- da- they're held da- in black boxes. And if they, they got a, a beacon on them that if they get lost in the water, they activate the beacon and then they can find it. Okay, um, there is there's video footage of the FBI taking black boxes out on carts that they were found there, but the FBI denies this. They deny the video that shows them doing it. So and then stupid people come. They must be right. It isn't the video. They're taking away Dunkin' Donuts boxes because they're made of paper. That's what's going on. Not sponsored, right, okay. by the way. So uh, and the second thing, well, 
two, two more things I want to get by. Um, we were talking about uh, before the gold underneath the towers, I believe yeah. it was, right? Right. Truck, the gold went missing, right? Truckloads of gold. Truckloads of gold. And I don't know exactly how much, because the gold always seems to be mysteriously. We never have an exact amount. We have no idea what's going on. We don't know what's in Fort Knox. We don't know. They, they tell you this, they tell you that, but they don't go in there. They don't uh, look at it. It just reminds me of uh, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Exactly. Exactly. Die Hard. If, if you ever seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? That's the third one, right? Yeah. The one with Sam Jackson. No, okay. I saw the one with, uh, what's it called? Jason Lee or something like that? Whatever. Uh, you have to see Jason Die Young Hard with, uh, with a Vengeance. And it's actually very for your Die Hard. That's the one I creepily similar to what... Is supposed to happen with 9-11. I mean, granted, it's a terrorist. It's different. Like, there was nothing really happening in Die Hard with a Vengeance, but he basically made a diversion to bring out gold from underneath. I think it was the Twin Towers, wasn't it? No, it was actually... I believe that it was the... Um the, the the bank district the bank yeah well district. it was on Wall Street and it was yeah. it was down there and then they had to create a diversion so the gold could be stolen kind of yeah. like what happened here yeah and it was wow. very very eerily similar that yeah wow um and the last thing I want to get to at least with the New York area because there's, there's we can go on about New York for a while and um and maybe more stuff we can cover on maybe uh you know our high point episodes or even stuff like that. Um, yes, tune into it to the Patreon. By the way, the when the towers collapsed, right. and how you saw them pancaking, which right. obviously is very eerily similar to uh, controlled demolitions. If you actually look at controlled demolitions of how mm-hmm. these towers fell, or if you if you look at buildings falling, yeah, or buildings or... falling in controlled demolitions, people turn around and they suggest uh, you know uh, the bombs. That were in the building, you could see them throughout the side of the building when they fall. They're clearly there. People say that, uh, and I guess I'll be the, uh, whatever the hell you want to call it. People say that those are not bombs popping out. Those are the floors hitting each other that are causing. Okay, I'm going to explain. But it starts at the bottom, though. I want to explain something. Very simple, okay? Something could collapse, but there's also looks like, from what I remember, footage of look like actual explosions. Oh, no, I'm looking at at the footage right now. So watch, watch watch this. And again, I will play this on the thing. So this is, uh, I believe, the North Tower falling. uh, Because the South Tower fell fell first, first, and it was hit last. Right. So the South Tower got hit last, but fell first. Doesn't make any sense. And then the North Tower burned... A, like 40 minutes longer, I think no, it was. No, 20 minutes 20 longer. minutes longer, and then fell. So, well, Joey, it's because the steel beams so, you know, were warping by the time. So you see, it looks actually like something right at the bottom explodes because you see more fire, yeah, exactly. and then poof, poof. There poof. was one video taken by CNN, a widescreen thing, where there was actually an explosion caught. A giant puff of smoke was never replayed again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what people want to know why. You're talking from the South or North Tower? I believe it was the North Tower. Yeah, because I'm looking at the collapse of the North Tower right now, and I just explained to Josh. Right at the bottom of where all the smoke is, right. you actually see like a flash, more, a, a flash of fire pop out. Right. And then like it's all smoke on top, but just one, this one 
ball of flames just pop out right there. Yeah, you see the yeah, problem. I mean. The problem with this whole scenario about the the collapse and and the pancaking, and, you know, and if, if if like just like Eric said before, if it was going to collapse, boom, 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 it would take an over ten minutes to fall. Mm-hmm. It came down in twelve seconds. A hundred and ten stories comes down in twelve seconds. There's no way. It collapsed like that because again there was no fires on the bottom there was no nothing was what was being you know what was being heated up at the bottom no I, I the agree. only fires at the bottom was when Bill Rodriguez who worked there for 20 years said that he heard a loud explosion in the basement now they went down and they figured that well let's go figure it out. when it was all said and done they couldn't get near the basement for several weeks because of the molten steel. Molten steel does not happen with jet fuel. Okay. That building molten steel happens with a chemical added to an explosion. It's called thermite, which is basically I believe it's iron ore and aluminum and it makes it burn at a higher temperature. Like when you play Call of Duty, guys, and you play the, and you throw the thermite grenade, yeah. think something like that. And it, it it'll last. The liquid metal, the molten metal, lasted for weeks. When they finally got down there, they looked at the columns, and the columns all were tested for thermite. All came back positive, and they were all cut on an angle. Now that's very simple. When you it's exactly what's done to buildings that you're trying to de- demolish. Okay, so what you're seeing with planes coming into the building and all this other shit doesn't work. And also, again, was there fires up up on the top? Yes. Was it as bad as they say? No. Because basically, when you see the smoke that was coming out, the smoke was what? Black. Black. Oxygen-starved fire, which means the fire's going out. Most of the jet fuel was burned on impact. All right? This is a fact. This isn't something I'm just pulling out of the air. Okay, and uh, um, steel will melt will melt at twenty eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, it'll be weakened at twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit for three hours. Twenty eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Right, jet fuel burns the most. Jet fuel can burn at is fifteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit, and because it all burned really quickly. There wasn't it wasn't it around. Have, it doesn't have time for it to like and and to, 15 1500 degrees the towers collapsed less than 45 minutes to an hour after being hit. That doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes any sense, but the dumbass Americans bought into it and they allowed because NIST put an official stamp on it, it became the official story. And none of it's true. None of it. All right. So that's just my. So that's that's rare. New York. Although people did die, that is true. Yeah, we're of course okay. People died. They so, killed them. So to, to to be completely clear here, we're not we're not sitting here saying nobody died. We're not sitting here like no, last week. Not we're not all. saying there's actors or anything like that. What we're saying is we're just questioning the event official story and what official story is a lie. Then I'm going to um, go right on record as saying it. So we're going to take a short little break, and then when we get back. We're going to cover the Pentagon, boys. Oh, God. Hey, how you doing? You like movies? We like movies. You like music? So do we. And books, and video games, and television. We are Multimedia Mafia, and we like to discuss all of those things. And we drop a new episode every single Wednesday. 
So come check us out, or a couple of guys from Jersey's gonna pay you a visit. And welcome back from our little break. Uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the Pentagon and what happened in Washington D.C. Now, mind you, there was supposed to be another incident that happened in Washington D.C., but that plane landed in Pennsylvania. We'll talk about that later. But so the Pentagon. With the conspiracy, I actually lived in Cleveland first, but we'll go there. Go we'll, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, we'll we'll get into this whole conspiracy theory. So the Pentagon obviously had uh, it was Flight seventy seven, Flight seventy seven, and um, <laughs> so the traumatic events of September eleventh changed the lives of everyone in America, especially those working in the Defense Department. Terrorists proved the very, uh, that the very symbol of our national security, the Pentagon, was not, in fact, impenetrable. A hijacker flew American Airlines Flight 77 into the southwest corner. And the hijacker's the- name is? They don't have that up here. Hani Hanjour. Hani Hanjour? Yes. And he couldn't land a Piper, Club, Piper Cub in Florida when he was taking flighting, flight lessons, but somehow flew a 737 or a 757 into the Pentagon at about... Eight feet. Okay. A hijacker flew American Airlines Flight 77 into the southwest well, corner. Well, he landed really successfully. If we could of the way. Pentagon that kill uh, that day, killing 184 people. On board, all on uh, all on board the plane, and many more inside the building, which was heavily damaged. The Pentagon has since been rebuilt, and in addition, the grounds have a National 9/11 Pentagon Memorial. Um, Rest in peace, all the people. So basically. If you look at anything that has to do with the Pentagon that day. If you look at the only video. Oh, yeah. There was only one video that was taken that day. But so can I, can In I, the Pentagon. Can I, can, I just, can I just say. Rant it, Wes. Can I just, Rant it. Can go. I just go it. Say, go to Wes. Can I go just it. say, how in the fuck do you only have one video? And one, a very bad security one, video. One video coming across the street from a fucking gas station. I thought that was an ATM. Wasn't it an ATM? No, it was a gas station. He's close. He's close. But it, the one video, the official video that they got, the the one is my. Can you hear me? Because I, I yeah. can't hear myself. It's probably the headphones. All right. I can hear the, you fine. The one video that he's talking about was confiscated by the FBI moments after. Yeah, the the I know the gas station video. Okay, was. the one he's talking about. You talk about the official one that you see the thing coming flying through. You see the it, thing coming at right. like fucking That's five, six station. feet or something. That's from the gate. That's from the one gate, of the gates. Not, not the ATM. Okay. Well, there was a, there was one from a gas station that had another that had a video too. Well, no, no, that one we was, never saw. That. Yeah, we never it saw that. Never, that was, was confiscated. It was taken by the FBI moments after this happened. Confiscated. There we go. Fuck. Okay, so you trying to tell me that the only fucking video in one of the most highly secured fucking buildings in the in the fucking world, not one, not one fucking camera was working in that damn day. I love this kid. Not one fucking camera was kid. working that damn day, bro. Really, really. And then the only video that you happen to get, yo, I got, I got to take that because I need that, I need that. Give me, well, give me that. Give what me pisses that. me off about the official yeah. video? It's, it's not even a video. It's more just like a couple pictures in a frame. It's like stop motion. It doesn't show you a plane. It, it shows you like a, I don't know, missile maybe. <gasps> I said it. All right. So, oh, no, so I'm, I'm back on the BBC website, mm-hmm. and it's, it talks about the nine, uh, the, um, the Pentagon. So it says some online conspiracy theorists, some, I, I love that word, okay, yeah. suggest U.S. missiles were fired 
at the Pentagon as part of a government plot and left the hole in the building was and and that the hole in the building was too small to have been caused by a passenger plane. Yes. But a member of the American Society of Civil Engineers told Popular Mechanics magazine the size and the shape of the hole was due to one wing of the Boeing 77 hitting the ground and the other being uh, severed on impact with the building. Where are the fucking plane parts? I I gotta say something. Where are the fucking plane parts? He's right. I'm gonna give you a little insight into what they didn't count on was photos. Okay, now I forgot the guy who did it, but he was—I think believe he was a French journalist. He actually obtained photos of the building before the collapse. There was a 15-foot hole. Okay, now even if this moron from whatever made was right about that, okay, you would had um, one of the planes would have one of the wings would have crashed through the thing. Didn't happen. The only time the hole became elongated is when the building collapsed. Okay, now. Having said all of this, the, the clearest the clearest piece of evidence we have is from a reporter by the name of Jamie McIntyre. When he reported live that day, he was telling everybody on CNN, and you can look this up, he said to everybody, I don't see any evidence of a plane other than maybe a small wheel, or there's no luggage, there's no people. You would have had bodies all over the place. You would have had, like I said, it was a lightweight aluminum. And a lightweight aluminum is not going to penetrate the six rings of, of, of steel reinforced. It's not going to happen. I think it was okay. four rings. Whatever. It would never have done that. I mean, maybe, now, maybe with the momentum and the speed of it going. It would have collapsed. No? The, 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 the well, aluminum, aluminum would have oh, collapsed. Yeah, no, just... You could literally but it was like a soda drive can, that just into a it. building. I could drive my it into question, the side of my house and it's still like, it's, it's going to pancake. It's my, gonna my, my question is that, okay, so the Pentagon, uh, if I'm looking correctly, is is next to is a highway, right? Oh, Correct. quick quick question uh, before before you keep going. Uh, can you find out if anybody in the Pentagon actually got hurt that on? Yeah, they said that- a couple uh, a couple people, there's 184 people killed. Everybody on board the plane died, obviously, and many more inside the building. I, they didn't give me a number how many men, how many more inside the building died. Um, they just know a total of 184 people. And it's funny because that part of the building was just renovated. And now there's also photos of, you know, even after a collapse or whatever, there's desks wide open. You can see the desk with. Mm-hmm. Video monitors on them. If this was such a tragic, a trem- uh, um, uh, 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 I don't know, major impact, major impact, tremendous, you wouldn't have tremendous, wooden tremendous, desks yeah. sitting there. Um, okay, but getting back to what I was saying, so what I've never heard because you you hear reports, eyewitness reports of everywhere in you know um, New York, and then even in Shanksville in, in Pennsylvania, you hear uh, those reports of people hearing stuff. Um, I've never heard an eyewitness report from the Pentagon. Yeah, there there have been. I've, I I mean, at least I haven't read any. No, there, like, there's there's been people that have said, "Well, I was I was a, I was stuck in traffic and I saw a plane hit low or whatever." And, you know, you have to take their, them into consideration them, them as well. You know, in a moment like that, you don't know what the fuck's flying over your head. Mm. Now, if it's a plane, it's pretty memorable. You're gonna you're gonna remember that. However, oh, fuck who you. are these people? You know, I mean, I could give you a laundry list of people at at nine eleven at the uh, at the World Trade Center that said they saw a blue plane with no windows and strange markings on it. Yeah, that's another theory that I've, I've okay. heard too. Okay, so you know, and of course uh, the box that's under the plane or the hub. Well, that we'll, was get under the plane. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. The the 
Well, I just want to make my point about J.B. McIntyre. When he said, I don't see anything here. I don't know what they're saying. There's a plane. It would, there's no evidence of a plane. Flash forward 15, 20 years on the anniversary of it, when they, re- they finally officially released that video that you were talking about, they interviewed him again. And he goes, well, you got to understand, I was there that day, and I saw the body parts, the seats. I saw the engines around, um, laying scattered. The debris field was amazing. Well, wait a minute, Jamie. On your report on 9-11, the moment it happened, you said there was nothing around you. Now, 15 years later, to try to, to push this video down people's throats, now you're going to tell us, oh, wait a minute, there was stuff there? They MK ultraed that motherfucker, okay, bro. Okay, so at some point, either initially he was lying, or later on, he was lying. But what's clear is one of them, he was lying. So again, he's working for CNN, which does nothing but lie anyway. So there's your, there's that's the clearest part of Corrupt. a piece of evidence that you're going to get from this entire fucking um, night. Little uh, fun little tidbit here, and you guys can actually do this yourself if you want to. Um, I'm looking through pictures of um, the, you know conspiracy theory things for 9/11 right now. Or at least the, the Pentagon. And there's one photo of the plane, the Boeing 77. I, I think you've seen this in one of the videos we watched before. And trying to fit it into the hole. It's a black and white photo. So I clicked that photo just to go to the actual website itself. What comes up... They 404 it. We are currently experiencing issues affecting the citation functionality. Okay. Currently copyable... Uh, uh, copyable uh, citations aren't working, but you can still export to other sites and text files. We're sorry for the interruption for your research and are working on resolving the issue as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there's a whole citation, I guess you would call this, about what conspiracy theorists is and what uh, the the general definition of a conspiracy yes. theory. Don't we're not going to show you what you came here to see, but we're just going to tell you that you're a kook. So that's fuck like you. It's, it's it's very like there's also you know pictures of the uh, the plane with the hub on it, and um, like they just have. Uh, it's, I feel like that. I feel like honestly, like that's just like flat out illegal and shit. Because like, why the fuck are you hiding evidence and truth from something that? If is allegedly a terrorist attack, why is it that you're working so hard to cover up so many loose ends? Well, because it's just like um, it's diversion. It, it's just like what Dad said at the beginning of of the season. You know, the bigger the the bigger the event, the more people will believe that whatever you tell them. You know, it, people it, are always re- ready to give up a little bit of their freedom for the illusion of security. In other words... Oh, look, coronavirus. You know, here's the deal. You know what? You guys do whatever you got to do, but just protect me. I don't care. I'll sit in the house. I don't care. I'll do whatever you tell me because you're the government, so... Really? I'll eat big blocks of cheese. Okay. What? Please, stop. You know what? I don't want to get off on a rant here, but that, that's right. basically what's happening. Go I'm ahead, I'm going to do what I said before, Joshua. <laughs> don't look at me. Josh was very quiet and tired tonight. Yeah, this is like you got you got Puerto Rico. Wet. Puerto Rico drained him. Yeah, he's yeah, really, really did, man. he's ready for sleep. He needs another the mojito. Mo- the yeah. most the most animated episode of the fucking of our entire career, uh, you know. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> what the fuck's the difference? It's he just over. Came with. here to do the to hit 
hits the space bar a couple times. That's it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, no, over um, here, I'm over here bouncing off the walls and shit. Yeah, like, hey. yeah, yeah, like Eric stole the energy. I'm just letting him run with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but he has all the energy. Fuck it, let him run. Um, no, for me, my biggest thing, at least with the Pentagon, is that I've always seen, and actually I think you can see it right there, Joey. Uh, one of the small pictures of what looks like is the hole that originally the fucking uh, plane made. No, mm-hmm. right there, under that uh, to the right. Yeah, that one. one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but why does that seem like a really small hole compared to what an actual plane could or allegedly would? Because a missile went through that plane. M- missile went through there. My question: How big was the hole again? Fifteen feet. 15 feet. Now, let's analyze what was in that build, that part wait, of the building. Up. Wait, wait, wait. You just trying to tell me that this hole is the size of probably, like, this garage? Not even. This half of the garage. This is nine, nine foot across. So, the middle of the garage. And they're trying to tell you 757 went through that. Wingspan and all. But wait a minute. It gets, it, the rabbit hole gets deeper. Okay. This part of the building actually had evidence. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Evi- financial evidence, financial records of the Pentagon's activities. Mm-hmm. Look this up on your on your computer. On September 10th, Donald Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld got up and, in an interview, or actually a press conference. He was the, uh, the, the uh, Secretary, Department. Secretary of Defense. So he would know where all the money's going. He's like, we can't account for, I think it was like $1.3 billion. Goddamn. We have no idea where it is. And then the next day, the part of the building that would house all those all those uh, records. records somehow gets hit. <coughs> That's a fact, Jack. Jack, <laughs> I think he has the uh, the video, not the video, right? The actual interview. The, the, the course. Oh, you can't see it. I, I don't think I can. I don't. Uh, know. Wait, oh, oh, I wonder top? why. Hold on, hold on. What did, Context of September 10th, 2001, uh, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld, Rumsfeld announced Defense Department cannot, cannot track, track $2.3 trillion in transactions. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Damn. But then let's the part of the building that was just renovated. Somehow, they these terrorists are so intelligent, they picked that side with all the fucking financial tracking, uh, um, tracking, uh, whatever the fuck I want to say, I can't even say it. In the transaction, in that motherfucking thing. Come on now. And Come what on. pisses me off Come about on. this whole And Bugs thing. Bunny's real, okay? Get the fuck out of here with this hey, whole thing. Hey. This whole story's a joke. What, what pisses me off about this whole thing is, uh, and we're going to get into the Pennsylvania plane uh, and what, the audio recordings that they have from that plane, which are very fucking weird sounding. Um, but it, what pisses me off about this whole thing is these guys apparently took over these planes with, I believe they said box cutters? Box cutters and some knives, yes. yeah. And some knives. Yeah. It's kind of like that plane that was taken out of, and, and it came it flew out of JFK with the the Sully guy on it. Yeah. Billion dollar, million dollar aircraft taken yeah. out by a pigeon. It was a goose, all right? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what it was. Okay. All I'm saying is they, they said... Goose. They 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 Shout came out on. The no no fuck geese bro I hate them motherfuckers. You know why? They always shit. They always shitting by my apartment you know and the I Canadian. almost always step on them. Um, fuck so, geese. So so basically these motherfuckers got onto the plane and said, "We are taking the plane now." Look at me, I am the captain now. 
with a box cutter and knives. Yeah. And, and right. you try to tell me that a, that a whole crowd of people. I'm sorry, but like, uh, like, uh, not. To, it's not, not even not, a whole crowd of people. Not to, not to disrespect, but, no, but nobody, but nobody. Well, said, no, this is Yo, in general. Bro. We're still going to talk about more about the Pentagon. I'm just. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because well, I know there's still. Let me, let, let me let me let me cut that off. Let me not be disrespectful. Rest in peace, to all the people that was on the plates. I I have I have a and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I have a I have, flight ninety three is has a lot of questions about it. Um, that's the Pennsylvania one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when the debris field of ten miles long, but somehow and it we'll, crashed uh, to Tanksville. We'll, we'll talk about that after our third break. But continue. Well, my point is the bullet points of. of of this Pentagon thing, just like Eric said, you go to any Walmart in the, in, the, in the entire world, and you have thirty cameras in the parking lot. They can watch you. You can't even piss at your door in, a, in by your car because they will catch you. I can't even pick my nose, bro. Okay, this is two thousand one, so you're talking about the new millennium. So you're talking about more of the digital age. Uh, internet is, has taken off, and internet is you know obviously the Pentagon is the most secure building in the world. Besides right. the White House, they have more than one no. camera. The, if you want to prove to me that it was a seven fifty fucking seven that hit the Pentagon, show me. Don't show me a little blurb. It looks like a fucking missile hitting the Pentagon, because I don't believe you. Well, yeah, I mean you're it, lying. What pisses me off about the Pentagon incident too is that that one blurb that actually says, "Well, that's the plane." A plane would not have fire coming out the end of it, of, of the ass of it. And if you look at the, that photo of that that plane, supposedly, there's a red, there's there's red shit coming okay. out. Okay, Hani Hanjour couldn't couldn't pass. He was supposedly the pilot. He could not pass a flight test in Florida. He couldn't land the fucking plane. And it was a Piper Cub. Somehow, this nitwit drove a seven fifty seven. At about what I don't know, three feet off the ground, which basically they'll t- any pilot will tell you is physically impossible to do because of the drag on the ground. Yeah, no, trust me. And okay. you would you would see and he did it with uncanny accuracy. You would also oh you would also see on the field in front of it. It was the adrenaline, marks. bro. Come on. Oh yeah, okay. It, it, you would, but you would see the marks of the plane. Uh, You'd least. find the plane. There's no evidence of a plane. There was no evidence of. There's nothing. They had one fucking little engine that came from a different plane, and they're also saying with the uh, there's no luggage like how Poppy the first the first hole before it collapsed. Right. They would say that the tail of the plane would have not, at least if you if you sit and look, it would have covered over the actual building itself. Right. Exactly. It so been, it wouldn't have so, been an actual hole like this. Right. It would have been what you saw uh, as far as the building collapsed itself. But all that, like the the I would guess you call it the ceiling on top that collapsed afterwards, that would have been gone, and you would have actually had a like I would a say clear, a clear shot, a clear shot if a plane would have. The bottom line again with the Pentagon is no evidence, none, no video. No luggage, no people, no seats, no uh, parts of the plane. And why, why did they take the, the army, and you can look this up, all of you, why did the army or whoever was there take a black box with a tarp over it and was escorting it off the field? What was in that? Why don't you tell us? My, my personal question would be that if these ex, if these quote-unquote ex, experts say that it was the wing that 
that went into that? How is it that it was the wing when in the no in the wing. in that video of the gate that they show you, it just goes showing you clear as day of it just going floop poof straight into it. There was no wing. I want to know what was in well, that thing that they were taking. Apparently, off. according to this, it was one engine found, but it was a three foot engine. A it was not a seven fifty seven engine. That is not a Rolls Rolls Royce engine. Well, sorry. that's what I'm saying. It said a three foot engine. It, it said it it, cl- it it looked more close to a Global Hawk engine. That's a missile. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, it says, hole before collapse is just 22 feet wide. Wingspan of 757 is 125 uh, feet. It was 85 foot high. Uh, why did the FBI uh, confiscate all other videos of the crash? And what is covered? Uh, what is the covered object swiftly carried away from the site? It was a blue tarp covered by... I would guess field agents of for the Pentagon, mm-hmm. and nobody knows about any of this shit. Okay, and apparently well, there somebody is, does, but we just don't. So besides the um, the gate footage, there was also f- uh, three other cameras on that side of the building: one right next to the crash site, one at one corner. And the other at the other corner. Why weren't they? Where's the video? No videos. Uh, Amazing, huh? uh, August 2006, they replaced one of the cameras uh, in the same location. Um, Just in case it might happen again. They put it in the exact location that the the plane apparently hit. Um, But yeah, and it went, if I'm corrected, this looks about three rings in. Which... I'm sorry, a plane would not go through rings in. It, it's just there's 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 too many questions for the Pentagon. I think there's too many there's more questions for the Pentagon than there is for the Twin Towers. I disagree. I think there's many many more for the Twin Towers because you have. <clears throat> but you as have far as the evidence, like questions. But but if you sit there and actually look at it, compare the two events. Um, for at least, like, besides if you take away Building 7, if you just look at the Twin Towers itself, and if you have somebody, like, the Americans that they do, it'll be like, all right, two terrorist attacks happened, uh, two planes were taken over, crashed into uh, the buildings, and both buildings fell. Well, I got another question for you, getting back to the, the Trade Center. You know, when when when, there, when there's a crime, the police put tape around the crime, and then they analyze the crime, and then they, they send it to forensics or whatever. Why did we ship all the steel to China that very night? Why were we backing trucks up, taking it to the airport, housing it in the, in the airport so nobody can get near it, and then shipping it over to China to be melted down? That's a fact. That's not something that I'm just pulling out of the air again. It's not. So answer these questions again. Again, we're coming out with questions, but they haven't answered them. Now, could it be that the Pentagon happened as a distraction to get your mind off of what just happened earlier in the day so you're not really looking at it, you're panicking so you're not understanding what's going on, but so now all of a sudden you're looking this way? Could that have been a possibility as well? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is, I, to me, there's, to, at least for me, like if you sit there and you you take conspiracy out of it and you look at both events separately... I would sit there and say something looks a lot weirder for the Pentagon than it did for nine uh, for the, the Twin Towers. As long as like if you just take because to me it, it's a lot bigger for the Twin Towers. But don't take the word conspiracy out because something of this magnitude did not happen by one guy doing it alone. 
no, I two guys do it, it's a conspiracy. And it's not a conspiracy. The- it, it, it basically, it isn't the way they want you to believe it. It's actually what really happened. No, I know. Um, but does anybody else have anybody and anything else to add about the Pentagon? No, we pretty much covered it. Basically, you know, the questions are there. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to take another short little break and uh, we'll be right back and talk about uh, Pennsylvania. Are you looking for a vinyl LP or cassette tape? 45 RPM? If so, you've come to the right place. Golden Spins. We have thousands of titles in stock and ready to ship. Call us at 862-336-2275 or go to our store at discogs.com backslash seller backslash golden spins backslash profile. We can find whatever you may need. We proudly accept PayPal and every major credit card. And welcome back from our uh, third break. This is probably going to be our longest episode in most breaks we've actually used inside an episode so far. And is this real history? Yes, yes. <clears throat> just to mark it down. So, we just got done talking about the Pentagon, but what I do want a little add, add, add a little tidbit, your word, to the uh, to, to just that, that Pentagon segment. If uh, we were talking about the hole, the impact hole at the beginning of which would be uh, Ring E, which is the outermost um, building of the Pentagon. So, it Impacted ring E, D, and then C. And C is where you have the exit impact. The exit hole, it's just a hole, and it did not collapse. So when you look at the exit ring, or the exit hole for uh, the C ring, it is literally like 15 feet wide. That's it. That's not big enough for an airplane. No, it's not. And there's no debris. You don't see no nose of an airplane or anything like that. Apparently, it was just pulverized. Completely. Completely pulverized to existence. Nice. So, but now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about probably, in my opinion, the most interesting flight of 9-11. Um, besides, you know, the Pentagon. Um, because there's a lot of questions for United Airlines Flight 93. A lot. So, uh, it was a domestic scheduled passenger flight that was hijacked by four Al-Qaeda terrorist members on board as part of the 9-11 attacks. It crashed into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Following an attempt by the passengers and crew to regain control of the plane, all 44 people on board were killed, including the four hijackers. The aircraft involved a Boeing 757-222, was flying United Airlines' daily schedule morning from Newark Airport to San Francisco Airport, uh, San Francisco International, California. The hijackers uh, stormed the aircraft's cockpit 40, uh, 46 minutes after impact uh, take off. Sorry. Uh, the captain and the first official struggled with the hijack, uh, hijackers, which was transmitted to air traffic control. Ziad Jarrah, I believe I pronounced his name correctly, uh, who was trained as a pilot, took control of the aircraft and diverted it back towards the East Coast in the direction of Washington, D.C., the U.S. capital, apparently, because they know that, you know, everyone died, but they know it was going after the U.S. capital. Uh, Khalid Sheikh. Sheikh Mohammed 
and Ramzi bin al-Sheib, considered principal uh, instigators of the attacks, have claimed that the intended target was the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, after the hijacks took control of the plane, the pilots may have taken measures such as deactivating the autopilot in order to hi- uh, hinder the hijackers. Several passengers and flight attendants learned from phone calls that suicidal attacks have already been made by hijackers, air, uh, hijacked airlines on the World Trade Center in New York and the Pentagon. Uh, rather than cede control of the plane, many of the passengers then attempted to retake the plane from the hijackers. During the struggle, the hijackers deliberately crashed a plane into a field near reclaimed strip mine, uh, near near a reclaimed strip mine in Stony Creek Township near Indian Lake in Shanksville, about 60 miles southeast of Pittsburgh and 130 miles northwest of Washington D.C. A few people witnessed the impact on, uh, from the ground, and new news agencies began reporting the event within an hour. Of the four air uh, airjack. The four aircrafts hijacked on September 11th. The others were Flight 11, Flight 175, Flight 77. 93 was the only aircraft that did not reach its hijackers' intended target. A temporary uh, temporary memorial was built near the crash site soon after the uh, attacks. Uh, construction of a permanent Flight 93 National Memorial was dedicated on September 10th, 2011, and a concrete and Glass Visitor Center, situated over a hill overlooking the site, was open exactly four years later. So, gentlemen, what do we have for this segment? I'll show, I'll, I'll give it off to you, Dad. What, what, what are your questions? My questions, <clears throat> well, I got a couple concerns. Uh, number one, this flight left from Newark. Okay, it was headed for San Francisco. Uh, excuse me for my booger. Um, the... If somehow it flew to Cleveland and then turned around and landed in Shanksville, which is the the southwestern part of the state. Uh, the official report was, you know, that's exactly what the official report was. It was taken down. Let's roll. The the uh, the hijackers were taken over by you know the uh, the passengers, whatever. You know, books were made, movies were made. Now my question to you is very simple. Earlier in the day, this flight, when it went to Cleveland, it was reported that it landed at the Cleveland Internet, Cleveland Hopkins International Airport, was taken to a back hangar, hmm. and then was taken off again. And I will, I'm going to read to you the. It was this was a story that was um, it was on TV, and I got the. Um, the web it was produced by a girl by the name of Liz Foreman. She worked for, uh, she reported Nine News Channel Nine News at eleven forty three fifty seven a.m. Don't try find it; you'll never find the original. It's already been taken down. Okay, a Boeing seven sixty seven out of Boston made an emergency landing Tuesday at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport due to concerns that it may have a bomb aboard," said Mayor Michael R. White. White said the plane had been moved to a secure area of the airport and was evacuated. United identified the plane as Flight 93. The airline said, did say how many people were on board, on board, aboard the flight. United said it was also deeply concerned about another flight, Flight 175, a Boeing 767, which was bound from Boston to L.A. 
On behalf of the airline, James uh, CEO James Goodwin, the thoughts of everyone united in the passengers or crew of these flights, our prayers are with everybody. United is working out with all relevant authorities, including the FBI, to obtain further information on these flights. Now, how does an airport get the the number of the plane? Incorrect. You have to identify that plane has to identify itself when it's landing. So how did we change it to a Delta flight later on? And why did they take this plane that supposedly landed to a secure part of the airport? Doesn't say anything about anybody boarding the plane looking for bombs. It clearly had people on board. They left from Newark. Those people were never found at the impact site in Shanksville. Could it be that, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, I don't give a shit who likes it or not, could it be that whoever orchestrated this took the people off the plane? Changed their identities? No. I don't think that's going with that. I think he's saying they took them off the plane in the back of the These are all people who... And popped them. These are all people who uh, knew. They were witnesses. Uh, and maybe then flew this plane back towards... The um, headed for Washington. Washington, supposedly, it was on a trajectory to get there. Yeah, but then but maybe, was- maybe it was at that point. Maybe we had to have collateral damage, and we shot it at. It. Now maybe, maybe those those people are still on board. I don't know, but clearly there was people on board, and we don't know what happened to them. They weren't found in the debris field in Shanksville. All of them died. All, all of them had, you had anybody who was on a plane was going to die. Rest in peace. But the problem I have with that, too, also, is, is you had a debris field of six miles. If I'm going to crash here, the debris field is going to be here, not six miles from here. In my opinion, I believe that that plane was shot out of the air by either a military plane. It had to be. Well, this is, my, okay. My, so my biggest question would be, um, what? How how long did it was it in flight before it got hijacked? Um. So I'm not sure. So the, 40, this is what this, 40 okay. minutes an hour or so. So the hijacking began at 9:28 a.m. By this time flight 11 and flight 175 had already crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh was within 9 minutes of stri- uh, and 77 was uh within 9 minutes of striking the Pentagon. Uh the hijackers on those flights had waited no more than 30 minutes to commandeer their uh the aircraft. Okay. Most likely right striking after the seatbelt okay. sign had been turned right there, on. Right there, right there. So the so the plane was in the air for no more than thirty minutes. Well, they're saying those or, planes, the, the 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 other planes. Well, not this one. The um, the ninety three, the flight ninety three one, right? No, no, they're they're saying that. Uh, so the plane took off. Not yet, because my my I just want to know from when it took off from Newark and when they started hijacking that plane. It has um, it hadn't been no more than an hour since that plane was in the air, right? All right. Uh, the hijacker stormed the aircraft's cockpit 46 minutes after takeoff. Okay. Can you show me that map or, or the flight trajectory of it one more time? Yeah, so... Okay. So, an hour... So, basically... So if an it, hour from here... Them shits go, like, what, 500 miles an hour? Okay. I'll give you... I, I know this for a fact. My grandmother used to leave Newark and go right here. I yeah, cause my girl, my girl was my girl's from Erie, so and Erie's like up here. Okay, 
How long did it take grandma? An hour and five minutes. And that was 1973. So 46 minutes from Newark to Cleveland. Which is somewhere over here. In the middle of in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Let's put it this way. Okay. You can get to Florida in two hours. Right. Yeah. That's how long my trip was when I went to Florida, and that was back in 2006. Okay. okay. So you're okay. So from from all that, what you're telling me, that plane was in the air for no more than an hour. Mm-hmm. Why is it that it goes all the way to Cleveland before it turn before it turns right there to then start going to the to Washington D.C. If Washington D.C. was the intended target from the second that they hijacked that plane, why did that plane go all the way out to fucking Cleveland? Before it made that turn, because maybe, just maybe, you need to. They needed to um, show that the plane landed. Because well, look, it, look in the in the in the flight trajectory, it shows clear as day. It goes from Jersey, goes all the way through Pennsylvania. It, it yeah, it's go, like a straight it, it, straight line through Pennsylvania, and then it starts to turn and loop, literally right where right where Cleveland is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I'm looking at that right now. Uh, but what's more interesting to me, though, is they have. Why wouldn't they? If if they really did t- intend to hijack that, um, or if they did hijack that plane and they were going for Washington D.C., why is it that they're going all the way uh, west when they could have, when they should have just went south, yeah. straight the entire time? And they would have, t- and they, and then from an well, hour, and then an hour into that flight, they would have hit that. They would have hit that again. If that is what they are saying was, was well, like their they intentions. said, they, they said the evidence uh, is that they attacked the pilots at at least nine nine twenty eight nine thirty. So at nine twenty eight nine thirty, both World Trade Centers have crashed already, and Flight seventy seven was nine minutes within striking at the Pentagon. So it would take if they're going at forty six minutes out already, it would have taken them another forty six minutes to, to get back to the Pentagon. You're talking about an hour after the Pentagon. Was hit. Yeah, but they, um, I don't think they're headed for the Pentagon. No, no, they were apparently heading for the U.S. Uh, the Capitol or the, the White the House, yeah, or somewhere. I got a question that we still haven't. Go back to Flight One Seventy Five. No, I'm sorry, Flight Seventy Seven. Mm-hmm. That's the one that supposedly hit the, the Pentagon. Yeah. Okay. If, and all indications are that this is not a plane that hit the Pentagon, where's Flight Seventy Seven? Oh, I don't know. That's something you would have to dig deep and find out. Well, later on that that day, the Air Force reported that there was planes flying all over the place over the ocean. And I don't exactly recall the correct what they said, but I know that they were concerned about a plane that was flying without a transponder on or whatever. So could it be that the people when they when when Flight seventy seven left they ditched that plane into the ocean and then shot a, a missile into the Pentagon. I know we're not on the Pentagon, but I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. Because if, if, if you're saying that a missile hit the Pentagon, then you have to also say something happened to Flight 77. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because on that timeline that I was reading at the beginning of the show, it said the air, airspace basically over the United States is clear of all commercial and private flights. Right. Yeah, so there's not, so, there's not supposed to be anything in the air. But it, over the United States. But, 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 and it's a big but, the, um, I believe it was part of bin Laden's family was allowed to leave later the day in Boston. They left from Boston. You can look that up. Yes, I, I remember hearing that. Yes. Okay, they were, they were allowed to fly. The only flight being allowed. To, now, why would you let a suspected terrorist family, family leave. leave the country when the rest of us in our own country can't fly? 
This doesn't make any type of sense. No, none right. of this. How many so, times have you said that tonight? None of it makes so, any sense, Eric. I want to get back to, to the Flight 93. Bin Laden was a CIA agent. He was a CIA agent. His, 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 <laughs> bin, Laden's re, bin Laden's code name was Jeff Osman, O-S-S-M-A-N, can, of the OSS, Office of Strategic Services. Can, can I get back to Flight 93? Just wanted to say that. So the major thing about Flight 93, um, among most part from any of the flights that day, were the uh, cockpit transmissions and recordings, and the same thing with the passengers phone and the crew phone calls, which are very suspicious. And I have uh, all of them here. Um, so apparently at 9.28, the aircraft made a co- communication to the Cleveland controller and the pilots of the aircraft in the vicinity of unintelligible unintel- sounds of possible screaming or struggle. A Cleveland air traffic controller replied, and we don't have that person's name, replied, someone call Cleveland, but uh, received no reply. 35 seconds later, the aircraft made another transmission. In both calls, a man was shouting, mayday, mayday, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. When Melody Homer and Sandy Dahl, Jason Dahl's wife, Listen to the tape. Melody identified first officer Leroy Homer as the man who was shouting. The flight dropped 685 feet uh, in a half minute before the hijackers managed to stabilize the aircraft. On the four of the four uh, aircraft hijacked, Flight 93 was the only aircraft that broadcast a distress call. It is likely that because the pilots have been warned of the World Trade Center hijackings and of and to be. Uh, to beware of a cockpit intrusion. When they came under attack, they may have purposely keyed the microphone so the struggle might uh, be overheard by the air traffic control. Cleveland Center air, uh, air traffic controller John Worth believed it was not just a call for help, but a warning as well. Um, so, And then they have the, the actual recordings being played here, if you know, we can play them. In the uh, episode, you know, I don't know if you want to edit that in. No, you, he doesn't want to edit that in. Um, so the cockpit voice recorder began recording the final 30 minutes of Flight 93. At this moment, it recorded uh, Jira announcing, ladies and, gen- ladies and gentlemen, here the captain. Please sit down. Keep remaining seating. Now, uh, that's not me wording. That's actual road in the thing. Keep remaining seating. We have a bomb on board, so sit. That is the most, to me at least, calm hijacker I've ever heard of. Please sit. What, what about the, what about the um, the phone calls? You had, okay. I'll get to those because there's more cockpit recordings. Um, and then apparently the commission believed Gerard uh, tried to make an announcement to the passengers, but pressed the wrong button. Sending the message to Cleveland controllers. <laughs> to me, that's fucking funny. They s- pressed the wrong button. So he alerted his own shit. Uh, Muhammad Atta made a, the same error on flight 11. They both stupid. The controller... That's why, uh, they, didn't pa- that's why they didn't pass flight school. <laughs> the controller understood the transmission but responded, calling Cleveland Center, you're unreadable, say again slowly. The flight recordings indicate that a wounded man, believed to be uh, Jal, Jason Dahl, 
was moaning in the cockpit. The man pleaded no no more or no repeatedly as the hijackers shouted to him to sit down and stop touching something. Sandy believes that Dahl took actions to interfere with the hijackers, including possibly disengaging the autopilot and rerouting the plane's radio frequencies so that Jarrah's attempt to communicate with the passengers were instead transmitted to air traffic controllers. So, see, that's two stories there. You, you, you got that, right? So, mm-hmm. someone said he made a mistake by pressing another different button, but now someone's saying that Jason Dahl... Uh, did it on purpose so that he would alert air traffic controllers. You see what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to it, and it's just all over the place, bro. It's never gonna. You, you, the rabbit hole is so deep with this entire thing that you could just basically take the official story and just go. You know what? Just stay over there and play by yourself because basically that thing doesn't exist. Anything that they tell you does not exist. But they'll 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 give it to they'll give it a fancy name they'll 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 bring in all these so-called experts that's on their payroll, and they'll tell you don't question it we've already looked into it. So, getting back to the passenger and crew phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, ten passengers and two crew members were able to connect, providing information to family, friends, and others on the ground. Mm-hmm. Tom Burnett made several phone calls to his wife Dina, beginning at nine thirty, from rows twenty-four and twenty-five though he was assigned to seat uh, a seat in row 4 Burnett explained on the plane that uh, explained that the plane had been hijacked by men claiming to have a bomb sorry um, he also said uh, a passenger had been stabbed with a knife and he believed that the bomb threat was a ruse to control the passengers Burnett said the stabbed passenger was dead having failed to exhibit signs of a pulse it is also believed that uh, passenger Mark Rothenberg was the victim. Rothenberg was the only first-class passenger who did not make a phone call after the hijacking. Rothenberg was seated in 5B, and Halnazi sat directed uh, directly behind him in 6B. Uh, Burnett's wife, informed of the attacks of the World Trade Center, he replied that the uh, hijackers were talking about crashing the plane. Oh my God, it's a suicide mission. He began asking for uh, her for in- information about the attacks, interrupting her from time to time to tell other passengers nearby what she was saying. Then he hung up. In his next call, Dina informed Burnett of the attack on the Pentagon. Burnett related to this to the other passengers and told Dina that he had a group of other passengers were putting together a plan to retake the plane. First of all, if you're putting together a plan, why would you say that online or on the phone? So that the attackers can hear you. We are putting together a plan so we can retake this plane. Why would you sit there and broadcast that out? Uh, You know? Um, So he ended last call by saying, don't worry, we're going to do something. And an unknown flight attendant uh, attempted to contact the United Airlines maintenance facility at 932. The call lasted 95 seconds but was not received as it may have been in queue. Flight attendant Sandra Bradshaw called the maintenance facility at 9.35 from row 33. She reported the flight had been hijacked by men with knives who were in the cabin and flight deck and had stabbed another flight attendant, possibly Debbie Welsh. Uh, It goes on there. You have at least three or four more phone calls. Um, But 
if I'm remembering correctly and hearing the, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I keep hitting the the desk. If I remember correctly, hearing the um, actual phone calls, it's not what was basically said. Uh, basically, was said uh, in in the text form. But if you listen to them, they sound weird. The problem with the whole thing is the, te- the text messages. At, I mean, uh, phone calls from planes. The technology didn't exist at that point in time. Well, so the, what, like the audio sounded distorted or something? No, it just didn't exist. You couldn't do it because the, the, the cell towers couldn't keep up with a moving plane. Now they can. They couldn't at that time. That's a fact. Yeah, but didn't the planes have like built-in phones or something like you that? Could, yes, because they were. it was a different – it wasn't a cell phone. It was done on radio frequencies, and you can call oh, like a that. like a landline type of thing. Exactly, but, but, but for, but for this airplanes. was a completely different thing, and that's you could say all that all you want. So you're saying, wait, so you're telling me that these people made phone calls from cell phones, not the air, not the airplane, uh, telephone. Yes, from cell phones. Now, again, I I just have to read a rebuttal for that because yeah. that's what we do. So someone said uh, again, this is from uh uh Quora, I believe it's the question website. And someone Keora. asked, yes. Someone asked, how is it possible for the people of Flight 93 to have used their cell phones? Now, this is answered 5 years ago. Um and then it's it's answered by someone anonymous. Of course. They said there are several things to remember. The first is that GTE airphone systems were common then. Of the 37 phone calls placed on f- from Flight 93, 35 were placed on the airphone system. This was traceable not only to the particular aircraft, but to, the, to a specific phone in a specific row on the aircraft. In 2001, a dominant but declining cell phone, service, uh, cell phone system was analog a- AMPS system at 850 megahertz with up to three watts transmission power on the mobile side. One feature of the AMPS system was far greater range than today's digital systems. The range of the ground was up to 40. Uh, the range on the ground was up to 40 kilometers, and in aircraft, the range was enhanced. Digital cell systems can detect Fuck. if you if your cell phone seems to be in an aircraft. And will restrict your your use of the cell phone in order to avoid cascading interference with cell phones on the ground. In 2001, this block did not exist for AMP systems. For those reasons, the airphone system and the AMP system, the cell phone calls were possible from Flight 93, but would not be possible today. That, that, so that, technology so, went backwards or something? Yeah, that's what, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm about to say. That's the most ass-backwards thing I've Apparently, ever heard in my technology life. technology went backwards. So when he puts his name to it, with this nice long explanation, put your name to it. That doesn't because make, you're full of shit. That doesn't make any type of sense, bro. Like, like So so, so you're trying to tell me that, that, an air, that an airplane... I'm just still trying to fathom all this shit, wrap my head around what he just said, because that's just stupid. It's stupid. Well, apparently, like, really like they say, they're it. not. They weren't apparently. This guy's saying they're not made from cell phones. They basically use the air phones. Okay. Which is not uh, like actual cell phone use, like regular flip phones that the, basically at that time would be flip phones. Well, they had the bricks. Yeah, and the bricks. Um, well, I mean, two thousand one is still bricks. They were thick brick. They were thin bricks. Kind of. It wasn't flip phones. Flip phones yet. There was. 
They have very fl- little, very little. Nokia, right? Nokia. It would be Nokia. Yeah, there was okay. very little. Like, um, they say they wasn't using regular cell phones that we know. They were using the phones on the actual planes itself. Mm-hmm. That would make that would make a lot more sense for the time. But my problem uh, is that if you listen to these phone calls, most of the time on all the phone calls, the person talking on the phone would say their full name. Exactly. How many? One guy called his mother, say, hi, Ma. I forgot who it was. I'm just going to make up a name. Hi, Ma. I'm, I'm Billy Schwartz. Well, how many times you talk to your mother and say, I'm Billy Schwartz? I call my mother. Say, hey, Mother, how you doing? Hey, Ma. I don't even introduce myself. She'll fucking know who I am. It doesn't make sense. Okay? None of it makes a fucking lick of sense. It's a nice, It makes it for a nice TV movie at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, but nothing else. I cried. Now, I, I think we should, like, I don't know. You want to just get on to the well, latter part have, here? Because we are running guy, into almost two hours. Yeah, that's fine, you know. Um, this, this guy turned around, and he um, had an answer to that. He goes, it wasn't possible. The first cell phone, uh, the first cell phone call. It was call, impossible? It wasn't was possible. possible. It wasn't possible. He goes, the first cell phone call ever made on a commercial airplane was in 2004 by Qualcomm. Uh, and it had a lot of problems. Drop calls mostly. And he, then he put Qualcomm demos in flight uh, cell phone service uh, to add to it. And then he goes, uh, and because some are, people are too ignorant to understand this, here's an in-depth article on the above explaining exactly why cell phone calls, <laughs> sorry, cell phone calls weren't a thing in 2001. Uh, and then he puts American Airlines and, and Qualcomm complete test flight to evaluate in-cabin mobile phone use. He goes, to make things even worse for the ignorant, the real United, uh, United 93 never crashed. It landed in Washington, D.C. at 10.30 a.m. I know there's got to be some people who don't believe that because in their mind, there's just no way of uh, no way the habitual lying, murdering government would lie about something like that. So we'll just look at real evidence. And then he goes, the uh, government's official story was that the United uh, 93 left Newark from uh, Newark Liberty on Tuesday at 8.43, and then around 10.05, Flight 93 crashed into this field in Pennsylvania, leaving nothing but the hole you see here. Yes, this is an actual photo of the alleged crash site, and then he shows the crash site. He goes, as you can see, there is no trace of bodies, no luggage, no plane, no parts. I like this guy. He goes, not even uh, trash. He goes, just a hole and some burnt trees. How can that be? Could it be that the real United 93 didn't crash? If a plane <clears throat> crashed, there would be something that looked like this. And then he shows an edited photo of a plane crashed. Uh, with clothes, luggage, bodies, and a plane scattered everywhere. That's just a fact. Look at the above, then look back down at this. He goes, clearly a plane named United 93 did, in fact, leave Newark, New Jersey from the Newark Liberty International Airport on Tuesday, September 11, 2001, 8.43. But the airline's own data shows that United 93 landed in Washington, D.C. at Reagan National Airport on Tuesday, September 11th, 2001 at 10.28 a.m. Could there be a two planes with the exact same name uh, parked at the exact same airport, leaving at the exact same time? Or could that be why that uh, there was just an empty hole in the field? And then he goes, see below, landed over 18 years ago, and the same type of data exists 
for all three other flights, which shows they never crashed. Just look up the flight history of uh, yourself. And then he shows a picture of uh, of a website, so it's Flight Aware, and it says United 93 leaving Newark Tuesday, September 11th at 8.43 a.m., and it says landed over 18 years ago, and it's straight from... It shows flight path. It was a straight flight from Newark Airport to Washington D.C. Yo, I like the yo, I like yo. Shout out to that person who who put that. So, and then he has the same thing for American Airlines Eleven, and that was really it. American Airlines was not eleven. United was eleven. American Airlines was one seventy five. Well, then and seventy seven. Then. Yo, then shout, this is then shout, this, out, shout out to that guy, bro. Then this is wrong, then because the, this has the flight awareness of American Airlines Eleven. Never mind to the shout out. Then I, he, I, it, it's either he completely bombed it or bombed it, or or maybe American Airlines Flight Eleven. But on the same day, wherever it's not Flight Eleven, you know, I like I don't know. I, I think well, I another- shout out to him for his effort and the hustle. I'm with it. But you know, shout out goes, to you. Uh, the lie United uh, 93 was hijacked and crashed in, in a field. The truth uh, 93 landed safely in Washington, D.C. Uh, Time out. I am actually incorrect here. I'm going to, I want to be, I want to apologize. American Airlines Flight 11. He's correct. So he's correct. Yeah. And again, it shows. Shout out to you. Both. Flight, One more time. It, it, it shows both flight uh, paths. And again, like from I, again, can you just look this website up real quick, Josh? Just go on to flightaware.com if we can actually see. It. If they have taken this down and taken both these flights down, then we know, you know, something. Take is, photos. Uh, take photos. Something's very. Take uh, photos. Take photo. All of you. Take photos. Screenshot. But, every all that. Yeah, flightaware is an actual website. Can you search up both? Uh, both United 93. United 93. Uh, okay. Popped up. UAL 93. From Newark. Oh, no. That's the wrong one. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I would search uh, on... Uh, can you search like a date or an advanced? Uh, it, it says shirt... You can search by route from Newark to Washington D.C. Because if this comes up, I wish we could actually look at like if I could actually record what he's searching up right here. Don't know how. Because that would be a really, and I'm sorry for going in deeper into this, but I I, I like doing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not it's not it's not coming up the the same way, right? Yeah, it's not. But unless you need to put something specific, yeah, so you might have to put down the actual like, uh, air, anywho aircraft. But that's that's amazing. So shout out to this guy. I I, I would I want to do more research on this guy. His name is Israel Hidashi. It was updated nine months ago, and he has three hundred and he has answered three hundred and thirty eight answers. And f- almost five hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah, to, to, to track that using just flight ninety three is not going to work. You're going to yeah. go to the tail number. Oh, the tail number. Like that. Yeah, you can get that. Uh, you can find tail, that. Tail number flight ninety three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, we'll get. Uh, we're going to take a short little break, and then we're going to go into um, 
basically, I mean, obviously, the, the question has been answered by us. We're just going to go into our final um, thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah, just hang know. out for 10 more minutes, folks. All right. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Anthony from Multimedia Mafia. If you love what we do and you want to know more about us, head on over to GreenArrowMedia.org. On there, you're going to find links to both Multimedia Mafia show and our sister show, Is This Real?, which is all about conspiracies and aliens and all sorts of wonderful stuff like that. If you want to support us, head on over to our merch page where you can buy a hat or a mug. We have lots of different designs and cool colors. If you want to meet us, we got pictures up there. We have a little biography, and you can even stream the show right through the website. And hey, don't forget to check out our YouTube link where you can check out all the filming that we do right on our YouTube page. Check us out, greenarrowmedia.org. And we are back from our break, and now we are going to finally close out this episode. And again, I apologize for it being so long. It's just there's so much to cover with 9-11, and it's so hard not to sit here and just completely go deep into he said deep shut up deep into the actual conspiracies and talking about it and again just just so many questions about the day and again i want i want you guys to sit here and listen to us and then respond to us i want your your responses i want your reactions i want to hear what your opinions are joey wants you guys he wants all of you like but um to close out this episode we're just going to go through our final thoughts. And uh, I, as I said before, Mr. West, I'm going to take your first basic, basically introduction to this episode about Bush to 9-11. I'm going to tell you something. Bush had no idea what the fuck was going on. Obviously, if he has a children's book upside down. Right. That man, you know who this was all orchestrated by? And I think Dad can back me up here. The CIA. Dick fucking Cheney. I can't say for sure, but I can tell you one thing. He definitely had his hands on the button somewhere along the line. Dick Cheney. In my opinion. Yeah, was the it, vice president. Okay. That the makes guy sense. who shot his friend during uh, a hunting accident. <laughs> the quail accident or yeah. whatever it was. Oh, oh wait. Oh, look, yeah. a quail. Ah, yeah, okay. That's ah, that's my neck. Yeah. So it had nothing. Bush, Bush is, was, no. Bush is too dumb to even do any of this shit. Bush was too busy trying not to choke on pretzels, okay? And read a book upside down. <laughs> and getting shoes flung at him, too. Um, but that was later on in life, though. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I, for my final thought, too, um, just to add back to a little bit more of the uh, um, the Pennsylvania area, there were reports of hearing uh, fighter jets in the area also. Uh, there was a lot of reports of hearing fighter jets in the area, low fighter jets and a big crash and stuff like that, but... Again, well, there was um, there was a pilot that was uh, her name was Heather, Heather, nicknamed Lucky Pe- Penny, P E N E E Y, something like that. It's Penny. Penny, yeah. So she was ordered to um to shoot down one of the hijacked uh, planes. Planes supposedly at that at that at that time. Who? Let me see. I just had I just had who who ordered who ordered it. So it would uh, probably be you know. But uh, it's there's there's so many things to cover for nine eleven, and again this is just us like tipping like hitting the tip of the iceberg, and to deal with you know all the um, the backlash afterwards. You know this is going to be the twentieth anniversary coming up of nine eleven now, and 
there's just so many things that you know it's it's commonplace now for people just like you did just to scream Bush did 9 11 because it's more of a joke now than anything like that for people to sit there but and then there's the steel beams with the with the yeah you know to, to sit there and people are like oh we know 9 11 was conspiracy we'll sit there and still be like well you know but this that and the other thing but if people only knew half of the shit that happened they again like like they they do they wouldn't believe it so that that's my final thoughts on that i'll shoot over to josh because you didn't talk a lot tonight <laughs> so i'll shoot over to you and get your final thoughts mr quiet man first off let me start by saying it is a huge tragedy it is unfortunate a lot of lives were lost um in my opinion, I don't think they should have been lost because if you look at everything and everything technically I've learned today, thanks, Dad, <laughs> uh, things like the one flight landing in Connecticut and then coming back around, I thought it was kind of like a Pennsylvania, shot, Cleveland, Cleveland, sorry, uh, going to Cleveland and then landing and then coming back and then crashing, allegedly, um, something I didn't know about. Um, it's It's... I can say what I said a couple episodes. It's terrifying to know that we have a government that may get away with these things and no one questions it. It seems like there's so many people that are complacent and it's more of a misdirection thing. Like I said, it is unfortunate loss of life. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't have lost their lives for anything, especially with the government being in control. And if they, did this on purpose it's even worse so that's why i said you know first things first you know rest in peace to everyone who did lose their lives on that day on the airplanes inside the towers in pennsylvania in the pentagon wherever else it may be um but for everyone who listens to us and actually may think or may like what we do you got to ask yourself the questions because, like I just said, even I learned a thing or two tonight. Why is there so many questions? It seems like it's a diversion thing where they only want you to remember the loss of life. They don't want you to remember anything else, it, which is a horrible aspect, especially from someone like me who studied the government for a good amount of time and knows full well what they're capable of and how they're so willing to just lie straight to your face and you'll be like, okay. And just turn around and do whatever. It's uh to me, it's a scary thing. It really, really is. And I hope there are people out there that would question it. And I hope that maybe someday there will be a change that us as a people, as a nation, can come together and fix it. To be honest, right. I agree with you. All right, so we're gonna go to West, and then I have a question for you, Dad. At before you get into yours. Um, because I think you can explain a lot better than we can. Wes, your final thoughts on this? Besides Bush did 9-11, do not say it. <laughs> Wes. It sucked. I mean, I can't say anything else. That's not what I was going to say. Bush did 9-11. Motherfucker. <sighs> All right, Dad, before you get into your final remo- uh, remarks, my question for you is Ooh, what would be the purpose of doing something like this. Iraq war. I said that. This is like the second week I am your row. father. This is like the second week in a row that you've asked me the question and he answered it. 
with exactly what was I was going to say, and not just the Iraq War. This is going to—I'm going to answer the question, and it's going to lead right into my final thoughts. All right. On the cusp of 9/11, we went into what they call the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act basically was done in the middle of the night when no one else was around. It was an incredibly long bill that nobody read. It was somehow passed real quick. And in that bill, your basic freedoms started to erode. Okay, that's when you had to show your driver's license, and that's when you had, you know, your, your everything became tighter. You couldn't, um, you couldn't do as your freedoms were being taken from you slowly. And when, when your freedoms are being taken from you, and again because of, um, they're trying to make you say, you know, they're trying to, they're telling you that we'll we'll protect you, but we have to know who you're talking to. The NSA knows exactly what you're talking, know exact, exactly what you're saying. They monitor every phone call. That's an invasion of my privacy. But they'll tell you it doesn't happen, but it does. The government is listening. Alexa listens through Amazon. Okay. Siri is always listening. Siri is listening. You have microphones in your cable boxes now. That's a fact. It's basically, they've got what they wanted all along. It gave them the permission to be the nanny state. It gave them the permission to understand that nothing gets done without them. Now, when I say them, you can fill in anybody you want. The upper 1%, the billionaires, the people running our government, basically the Bilderbergers, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Bilderbergers? The Illuminati. Okay. We'll get into Bilderberg in part two of this season. That's the short end of the answer. The long end of the answer would be, we now have a country that basically is given their opinion. Okay, no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, you want to you're you're going to watch the news according to what you believe. Mm-hmm. What we do in this country is the news lies to us. All of the news. They tell you what they want you to hear. Okay? And it's up to your dumb ass to believe it without doing your own homework. If you can if you can sit there and you can go logically think about the, the events of that day and what bullshit that they were feeding you, then you're a fool. And they're counting on you to be a fool. They're counting on you to just sit there and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to put on all these, we're going to make TV the greatest thing. We got. You have so many streaming packages now. You're constantly, constantly distracted by, what they're, by what's out there that you don't know what's really going on. And that's the problem in this country. And that's the problem with 9-11. Because you can analyze everything, and just because they put an official story, an official stamp on it, doesn't mean it's true. Do I believe? I believe that that's exactly the case here. I believe that somehow, somewhere, our government orchestrated this entire event. 
at the cost of innocent lives. Lives don't mean anything when you're trying to take control of people. Because at that point, their lives are meaningless. Look what just happened now in Afghanistan. Our president, sworn to protect our citizens, left 10% behind. Doesn't matter. They, they could have got out. They should have got out. They, 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 they didn't get out because they didn't want to. It's always somebody else's fault, never theirs. Okay. So I don't want to go into an hour-long diatribe, and I, I, I could. I, I, I literally could. In summary, I believe that the, the, this was orchestrated by the upper 1% of our country. And I'm not, and I disagree with Eric 100%. I don't believe George Bush had anything to do Again, with this. It's, it's just George a, Bush was basically told this is going on because you could never give him the truth because he would blurt it right out. <laughs> you would know who did it, when they did it, and whatever. But it gave him a chance to grandstand because that's what he did. After all, George Bush is the same guy who owned the Texas Rangers and traded Sammy Sosa. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say any more than that. Okay, so I do believe this was orchestrated. I do believe it was orchestrated to take your freedom slowly because in the 20 years since this happened, every year something more happens. Things are happening more and more and more. You just got to be smart enough to know where to, where to look. And don't ever be afraid to go out there and say to people, this is what I believe is happening. Because you don't have to have fact to believe something. Right, but you do have to be able to show somebody. Look at what's going on. Now, it might not be exactly what I say, but there's something odd here. And the minute you don't want to say it because of ridicule, you're a fool. So I guess what I'm saying is, do your own homework. Don't be stupid. Don't be preached to, and don't have anybody tell you what you see, because they will. And that's exactly what happened on 9-11. And it's exactly what happened with JFK. They're telling you what you saw, even though you saw it. That's all I got to say. All right. So I think that will conclude our 9-11 special. It was a special. Can I, oh, you want to add something? Can now? I just add to anybody out there that is going to be doing their own research, I would highly suggest that if you're not in the United States to change your settings to your location on your whatever browser you're using outside of this country because they have taken down a lot of information for censoring purposes. So if you want to if you want to do some real some real research, I would say change your lo- change your location to another country, somewhere in Europe. Something somewhere other than here because they will it, it does there's a lot of websites and a lot of stuff that is being taken down by the second by the by the day yes and it's just getting and worse that's and just it's just getting across worse the board for anything that that we do yeah they're trying to take up. they're honestly really trying to take like what like what Papa's saying like the Patriot Act really started the taking away of free of freedoms because then after that like he was just saying everything's tapped into. It's like slowly trying to strip away the first of the First Amendment right, that, and then and then the whole gun control thing on top of it too. It's that like the, word terrorism really shot people up after uh, two thousand and one. Nobody was worried about terrorists. Well, 
Well, the racism, well, the racism towards the towards the Middle Eastern towards Middle Eastern people just skyrocketed right after that, bro. Like you know skyrocketed, the, the so funny, skyrocketed. The, the funny part about it, and I, I don't want to keep getting longer with this, but the funny part about it is, you're talking. We are now the the year twenty two thousand twenty one, which is again, like I said, we're gonna have the twentieth anniversary of the nine eleven events, um, and we're still talking about a war that we have not. Well, apparently, are just leaving now, twenty years later, and it's funny how this, what's happening now, really started building up towards the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. Like you didn't hear from the Taliban a year ago. You didn't hear from the Taliban six months ago. All of a sudden, within the last two months, Taliban has taken over. Or Al Qaeda, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they have taken over uh, Afghanistan. They're doing this, they're doing that, all around the 20th anniversary of well, 9/11. You know, and you know what's and you know what's really funny about that? That's been happening for fucking years, for fucking years, and nobody wanted to say anything about that, or nobody gave a fuck about shit like that. Bro. It's, it's it's it has, and at the same time, our our troops are there to crush it when it did. Or at least when it was tried to attempt. As soon as we pull our troops out, this all happens around the same time. Now, again, you want to take something like that, and it's just like with any tragic event, you want to look past it, and you want to dig deeper into what's happening and what bills are trying to pass. And basically always, oh, when, whenever we talk about something, always look deeper into something. Always look past it. Always look what's going on behind the scenes because that's what they're trying to distract you with. And I'll leave that at... I'll leave the the episode with that. So, good night guys. Say say good night everybody. Oh, yeah, to me. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We had a, we had a blast tonight and do your own research and don't ever let anyone tell you what you're looking at. Konnichiwa, bitches. It's Ryu West speaking. If you want to find out more about the Is This Real podcast, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/isthisrealpc. Or on Twitter at Is This Real PC, or on Instagram at Is This Real Podcast, all one word. <laughs>